Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Brad Jonas from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today we will be discussing eosinophil-derived neurotoxin, or EDN, with Dr. Melissa Snyder. But before we get started, Dr. Snyder, could you provide us with a little bit of your background? Sure. Well, I'm really happy to be here today. So as you said, I'm Melissa Snyder, and I'm one of the co-directors for the Antibody Immunology Laboratory at Mayo. We do testing primarily in the context of autoimmune disease, our, our hallmark testing, our autoantibody serology tests. But we've recently been expanding into other markers related to autoimmune disease, but also other chronic inflammatory diseases also. And that's kind of what brought us to EDN. Excellent. So as we think about EDN, could you give us a little bit of an overview of what this test will be? Maybe a summary of the assay itself? Yeah, so eosinophil-derived neurotoxin, EDN, we're going to be performing that testing via fluorescent enzyme immunoassay technique. It's on an automated platform. Eosinophil-derived neurotoxin is a protein that is found in the granules of eosinophils. And so basically what we're measuring here is a marker of eosinophil activation. With that in mind, what kind of patients should expect to have this test ordered on them? You know, there's probably a variety of patients where this testing would be useful. Maybe we can start with just a little bit of a background on eosinophils. So eosinophils are part of our immune system, and eosinophils have historically really been thought to be involved primarily with immunity against parasites or helminths. But in reality, eosinophils also have some antibacterial and antiviral activities also. Eosinophils are granular proteins, meaning they have granules in the cytoplasm, and those granules contain a variety of different proteins. A major basic protein is one of them. Eosinophil cationic protein is another, eosinophil peroxidase, as well as eosinophil-derived neurotoxin. And so when eosinophils become activated under whatever conditions that might be, these granules are released, and then these proteins will do a variety of whatever activity that they particularly have. EDN is a ribonuclease, and likely EDN contributes in part to the antiviral activity of the eosinophils due to that ribonuclease activity. So let's talk about the disease states where eosinophils would be useful. We know that eosinophils play a role in asthma, at least a certain subset of asthma patients have eosinophils as part of the etiology of their disease. Eosinophils play a role in certain GI conditions like eosinophilic esophagitis. And then there are some systemic eosinophilic diseases like hypereosinophilic syndrome, as well as a particular vasculitis, it's EGPA, it's eosinophilic granulomatosis with polyangiitis, a little bit of a mouthful there. But those are conditions where you have more of a systemic hypereosinophilia. So I would say in terms of where is EDN useful, I think EDN is useful where you have conditions where you know eosinophils could be playing a role in the pathology of the disease. 
Now, for many of those diseases, eosinophil counts have been the hallmark of testing that are used to, to determine, is there an eosinophil component? Are there elevated numbers of eosinophils in the peripheral blood? And that may give an indication that the patient has an underlying eosinophilic disease. But I think EDN goes one step further from that in that it's not only indicative of an elevated number of eosinophils, but may actually be a better marker of eosinophil activation. So when you say that EDN might be a better marker of eosinophil activation, are there other tests that are available that doctors would use to identify these patients? In terms of the activation, actually, no. I I think this will be one of the first markers really more generally available to assess for activation of eosinophils. I think right now, the hallmark test that most clinicians would be using would be eosinophil counts. So just a straight measurement of the number of eosinophils that you find in peripheral blood. I think the other thing to mention here too, is that when you measure eosinophils in peripheral blood, that's really what you're measuring is how many eosinophils are in the bloodstream. But eosinophils can also be tissue resident. And so I think we have to also keep that in mind as well is that you may have eosinophils present within the tissue that become activated, not necessarily in the peripheral blood. And so a count in the peripheral blood may not be reflective of what's actually happening in the tissue. Understanding that this is kind of a new test in the market, how do you envision physicians will be using this test as as they look to treat their patients? I would say like many markers that we have within immunology is that it's really not diagnostic for a particular disease, right? It's not diagnostic for asthma. It's not diagnostic for hyperesthetic syndrome, anything like that. It's really part of the overall assessment for these patients. And I should say too, that I still think eosinophil counts are probably going to be something still useful for patients, a measurement that you probably will also be using in conjunction with EDN. But I think EDN will be useful in evaluating patients where there's a suspicion of an eosinophilic component to the disease. I think it will be useful in the context uh, possibly for managing treatment, as well as looking to assess disease activity in these patients. So it's really part of the just global assessment for these patients. And another marker that we can offer physicians, it may not be applicable to all patients, but if there are patients where there, again, is a consideration for eosinophil activation, that maybe the peripheral eosinophil count is not providing the information that the clinician needs, then I think EDN will be a a good adjunct test that could be useful for these patients. Thank you for that background, Dr. Snyder. Can you expand on how the test is used a little bit? Currently, the evaluation for eosinophilic disorders is really only eosinophil counts in the peripheral blood. That's really the only testing we have related to eosinophils. So this is the first time we'll have a marker of activation of those eosinophils. And so it kind of just plays in with the eosinophil counts as a better way for evaluating these patients. Thank you so much for sharing information on this new offering from Mayo Clinic Labs. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.